When you're out walking, it is important to stay hydrated, and it's important to have water that is healthy that you actually want to drink. And can I tell you how much I love my AquaTrue water? It's amazing. By the way, in just a moment, I'm going to tell you how to save 20% off at AquaTrue.com. Are you aware of the research by the Environmental Working Group that indicates virtually every home in America has harmful contaminants in tap water? Well, the AquaTrue purifiers are able to remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. My sponsor, AquaTrue, comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and today you'll get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com. Enter the code WALKING when you check out. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code W-A-L-K-I-N-G. Life is busy. And sometimes it's hard to get everything in, including this walk. If you struggle with this, my sponsor, Factor Meals, can help. And in just a moment, I'm going to tell you how to get 50% off at FactorMeals.com. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, and they only take two minutes. Meals like artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini, and tomato butter. This one was one of my favorites. And it was ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleaning up. It's getting warmer. The weather is an invitation to head outside and walk more. You don't want to be inside making meals. Head to factormeals.com slash walking50. Use code walking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 25% off your next month. That's code WALKING50 at factormeals.com slash WALKING50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. How would you like to double the impact of your walking? Welcome to Walking is Fitness. This is a podcast of action providing little extra motivation to help you keep that fitness promise you made to yourself. Hi, I'm Dave. I started walking for fitness in 2013 and still take an intentional fitness walk every single day. I'm walking right now and I would love to have you join me for the next 10 minutes. One of the powerful benefits of using walking as a fitness activity is the opportunity to focus on something else. Walking is not the only fitness activity that I use. I also do some strength training. I have some weights in my garage and several times a week we'll head out there and do some some weight lifting, strength training. (laughs) I do some high intensity interval training several times a week. It's kind of like running in place. Just something for 5-10 minutes to get my heart rate up. I also have a bike and I love cycling. And while the primary focus of my cycling, the primary reason for hopping on my bike isn't fitness related, it's more because I just love it. It's a, it's a pleasure ride. There certainly are fitness benefits to being able to do that. 
And I've learned with each one of these activities that while I'm able to think about other things, to be able to focus, which is the key word, to be able to focus on something else while I'm doing this fitness activity, walking is really uniquely alone in allowing me to focus on something other than what I'm doing. Last month, Julia became a supporter of the podcast, and she left a note, and she said something in, in this note that grabbed my attention, and I almost, when I was reading it on one of the episodes, I almost stopped and kind of camped on this one line, but I thought, no, I think I'll just circle back to that at some point down the road, because that's really worth an entire episode unto itself. And she said that she, in addition to listening to this podcast, she also listens to an audio Bible in a language that she's trying to learn and a wide variety of genres in audiobooks. And she didn't specify what they were. She also didn't mention what the language is. I got to thinking about the opportunity that you and I have as we are walking to learn. And I've talked about this before because it's something that I have done and continue to do. I've mentioned that I listen to podcasts about podcasting, even though I've got a long history in radio, decades, and there are certainly similarities between radio and podcasting. There are also differences. And to do this well, I've needed to learn some things. In fact, I've also needed to unlearn some of the things that I became quite good at in radio so that I could relearn how to do it even more effectively for podcasting. I've mentioned that retirement is getting closer, and I continue to listen to podcasts about retirement, not just the financial aspect of it, although that's certainly an important part. I mean, Social Security and Medicare, you know, the... Both of those are really complex. And I don't want to get right up to that day and go, okay, now I think I'll learn something about this really important component of my retirement financial life. I want to go into it prepared. So I've been listening to podcasts not only about the financial aspect of retirement, but the emotional aspect as well. Because one of the things I've learned is a lot of people... Even those who get prepared, they spend most of their time getting the money side of things right and then get thrown a huge curve on the emotional side. And I really don't want that to happen. I want to go into this next season of life as prepared as I can. So I'm using my walking time to listen to podcasts and to learn as much as I can about this next season of life. And there's something I'm doing right now that I've really not talked to anybody about except Ava. When I was in college, one of the things that I wanted to do was learn how to fly. And at the time, we lived close to BWI Airport, which had a flight school. And I was working and didn't have a whole lot of financial responsibilities. And I thought, maybe I'll take flying lessons. And so I signed up and and actually took three lessons in the plane. And after the third lesson, the flight instructor, because it didn't go really well, 
the flight instructor was honest with me, said, you know, if you if you want to learn how to do this, you need to fly more than you're doing. Because I think I was taking maybe one lesson a week, might even have been one every other week, because it's not cheap. And he said, you need to do this two or three times a week. And I couldn't, I couldn't do that, couldn't afford to do that, didn't have the time to do that. So I pushed stop on the flying lessons and kind of tucked that away as, well, that was, that was an experience during my college years. But it never got fully tucked away. And lately, because we live near an airport, and there's a flight school at the airport, and the students are in their Cessna, and they fly over our house all the time. And it got me thinking, huh, I wonder if that's worth re-exploring. And so I've not made a decision yet, but I am using my walks as an opportunity to learn. Now, you might be thinking, well, how in the world do you learn how to fly while you're walking? Well, you don't. But one of the most intimidating aspects of flying for, for new pilots, and maybe this isn't everybody, but I know it's not just me. One of the most intimidating aspects is the conversation between the pilot and the air traffic controllers. Because it's fast, it's short. And it can be really intimidating. So I have downloaded an app that allows me to listen to the, the conversations between the tower and the pilot. And so I've been using my walks and listening to these conversations, one, just to get familiar with the language, and two, to see if I can start deciphering what's being said and how would I react if, if the controller were, were telling me all of this information as quickly as they are. And so I've been using my walking to, to learn, to learn the language of, of flying. But I also recognize, as I was thinking about what Julia is doing, and it occurred to me that a lot of the, the learning that I'm doing as I'm walking tends to be a little more reactive. In other words, there's there's something that is on the horizon that I want to learn, and so therefore I'll use my walking to download podcasts. That's my primary way of learning as I walk. But what struck me about Julia's post, and I don't know if this is actually happening, but this was how I interpreted it. It felt more proactive. I've got this time that I'm walking, and therefore I'm going to use it to learn something else. Maybe even something outside of her comfort zone. And I walk every single day. And the thought occurred to me, what if I took one day, one day a week as I'm walking, to learn something new, to proactively decide in advance, I'm going to think of something outside of my comfort zone, outside of the, the body of knowledge and the world that I've constructed, and spend one day a week learning about whatever this is. At the end of a year, that's 52 days that I've spent learning something that I never would have pursued had I not had this opportunity while walking to focus on something else. And, and what is it for you? What could you learn over the, the next year? One day a week, 52 lessons. It could be by the end of the year, it's like, well, that's nice to know. But it's also possible 
it's not out of the realm of possibilities that this this course of action, this course of learning could open up a whole new world for you and for me too. Thank you for walking with me today. I'll be back tomorrow. That's my commitment to you. I walk every single day and I would love to have you join me for another 10-minute walk. In the meantime, I hope you have a great day.